Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research on any topic that can help us lose weight, be healthier, or live longer better, sometimes all three. Well, it's been a while since I've talked about fitness, so I thought it's about time, just in case you need a little nudge to get out there and move on these beautiful days that are coming up. And they are coming up. Even in Ohio, it is going to warm up. So exercise, boy, absolute essential for health, vitality, and longevity. It improves your health in so many ways. For those of us with a history of insulin resistant, it is second only to diet. I've been a reformed exerciser since I was about 20, and then I took up running when I was 52. I say reformed because men in high school... In junior high, I used to skip gym any way I could. But with my history of PCOS and insulin resistance, it is essential for me if I want to be healthy. And for you too. You know, it is one of the keys that was held for me to avoid the hysterectomy when I was only 22. Yes, I am passionate about exercise. That old adage, a little ill health in youth makes for a long life, hopefully will be true for me. You know, I stopped taking health for granted and knew it was something that I had to build every day. I knew I had to take control. I had to do it. No pill, no prescription could fix what diet and lifestyle had caused. Truly, I can think of no better hobby. You know, how to be as healthy as you can be for as long as you can be. It's all about taking control of your health and your life. So today, I am going to cover why we need to exercise, how exercise is good for your brain, how exercise is good for the heart, It's good for stress. It's good for immunity, how to exercise safely, and then exercise and weight loss. First, I'm going to cover why we need to exercise. I mean, you hear so many recommendations that we should exercise, but gosh, what does it do for me? I think it really helps to know the why behind it. So you really know what you're doing with every bit of effort you put forth and know that you are benefiting. So number one, of course, we know it reduces body fat. One of the biggest contributors to the common diseases of lifestyle today is the body fat we have. I mean, look around. You don't want to be normal. You don't want to have the same everything that is commonly happening around. You want to be optimal. And fat is actually inflammatory. And it is considered now, fat is considered an organ. Can you believe it? It is considered an organ because it creates inflammatory compounds. Post-COVID, the research is overwhelming that the reason the United States did poorer than most other countries is because we are so metabolically unfit. So exercise helps there. Second thing, improves insulin sensitivity, and that is fundamental for protecting our health. Insulin resistance, you name the disease, diabetes, obesity, dementia, gallbladder disease, cancer, heart disease, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, infertility, and sexual dysfunction, Exercise helps prevent all that. Number three, 
improves your chance of longevity. Now, according to Dr. Gabriella Lyon from Washington University, and she is a board-certified geriatric physician, uh, in case you want to know, geriatric is for anybody over 65 years old. So I guess I'm geriatric. I don't think so. Anyway, she says that exercise and muscle mass is the key factor at improving our health span, how long we live healthfully. I love that new term, health span. It's what it's all about. We want to have healthy longevity. You know, you don't want to be on a downward decline from 40 on. My goal is to live to be at least 100 and know I'm there and glad I'm there. And that doesn't happen by accident. Exercise has to be part of the non-negotiable routine. Okay, number four, strengthens muscles. And just like fat is metabolically active in making inflammatory compounds, muscles are metabolically active at burning calories, taking up glucose, regulating hormone, protecting us from injury, building the brain. The biggest factor that helps protect us in accidents or injuries is our muscle mass. If someone is fit and in an accident, they are much more likely to survive. And if you happen to be hospitalized and have to go to bed, you lose muscle so quickly. So the more you have going into an injury, the better off you're going to fare. Number five, exercise manages pain. Maybe the last thing you want to do when you're achy, but it really does help the body produce compounds that help with pain. Number six, improves immunity. And this is huge. Post-pandemic, we really need to heed the knowledge that we gained there. Hopefully, we gained a lot of knowledge. All of the comorbidities of lifestyle really put us at great risk for a bad outcome. I remember when I was first a dietitian at the local healthcare company, they were so happy to finally have a dietitian, and they wanted me to see this client of theirs. I was going to make a difference. She was so obese that just I was going to be able to talk to her and make her change her mind. And she wasn't just a little overweight. She weighed more than 500 pounds. Now, mind you, amazingly, she had normal blood pressure, cholesterol, blood sugar. You say, how how can that be? I don't know. She ate nothing but junk, candy bar wrappers tucked in her hospital bed. She couldn't walk. She was so big, but there was nothing wrong with her. She just needed help. So sad. But she didn't want to change a thing. Basically, at least in the common test, she was normal. But she got an infectious that even the infectious disease specialist couldn't help her with. And she was overcome with it and she died. You know, there are things we cannot test for, but common sense can tell us that she wasn't well, even if the blood work said she was fine. But we can learn a lot from the tests that are run. And they run some special one on astronauts. You know, they want to be sure that when they invest millions of dollars in training, that those astronauts don't get sick and be unable to do their job when they're in outer space. And it is shown that the more fit fit astronauts have a lower viral load than the unfit astronauts. And, you know, when they go up, the ones that go up, that, that they just do their specialized job. They have not really been trained. So this means the more fit ones are not as likely to get sick immediately. And then... When they come back, 
they have fewer reactivation of viruses when they come back. Also, and this is big, they aren't as likely to transmit viruses to other. Some pretty interesting data. You know, so if if you really want to protect other people, be more fit and you will not be shedding the virus. Number seven, strengthens the heart. You know, American Heart Association, everybody says 150 minutes a week of moderate exercise. And that's basically 20 to 30 minutes a day. Fights depression better than a lot of medication. You know, 15 minutes of running or I think a little over a half an hour of walking briskly. Number nine, improves memory and mental processing speed. You know, it just is really good for your old computer. By boosting BDNF, that is a brain compound, a protein called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF, you know, it promotes the survival and growth of neurons. And as we get older, these neurons die off and they're not replaced as fast. And chemical signals are interrupted and cognitive functioning does decline. But more BDNF strengthens neurons. So the signaling continues to buzz right along nicely, keeping your mood upbeat and positive, keeping your memory and learning intact. Best way to build BDNF is exercise. It's been referred to as miracle Grow fertilizer for your brain. And it's measurable. In a study of 160 sedentary older people with mild cognitive impairment, that means just a little memory. It's not necessarily moving on to anything worse, but you know, everybody notices that they're not remembering as well. They were assigned to four different options over six months. First of all, those that did aerobic exercise three times a week for 45 minutes. Second one, the group, they had a hard, healthy DASH diet, dietary approaches to stop hypertension, really a vegetable-rich diet. Number three, they did aerobic exercise and the diet. And number four, they received health education. You know, they were just told what to do for health, right? Okay, education. Well, during that six-month study, those who followed the DASH diet alone did not improve. However, those who exercised showed improvement in thinking, memory, and executive functioning. That means that they were better at planning and problem solving and multitasking. And if they combined the exercise and the DASH diet, they improved even more. That was the best. But those that just got the health education, they got worse. Learning alone does nothing. You got to do you know, so it just is so good. It promotes neuroplasticity. That is your ba- your brain's ability to learn and grow. One of the key places that happens is in the hippocampus. And that is what we really, uh, you need to encourage. There was another study that shows that you don't have to really be super active. That uh, if they only walked 7,500 steps daily, their brain volume equaled one and a half to two years less of brain aging. So it appears that exercise that increases the heart rate is really good for brain health, probably because it's pumping so much to the brain, so much circulation. Okay, so finally, what I have to say is when you talk to and listen to a lot of neurologists that deal with aging populations, 
and populations with memory problems, they themselves are avid exercisers and runners. So it's kind of like you move it or you lose it. Okay. Oh, and this one's, this study is really interesting. Um, exercise was found to be a real simple way for people to cut down their risk of memory loss and Alzheimer's. Even if they were genetically at risk for the disease, if they had one genetic marker or if one of their parents had uh, succumbed to that disease. In the uh, Journal of Alzheimer's Disease, researchers followed 93 adults and those that had at least 68 minutes, so a little bit more than an hour a day of moderate physical activity had better brain metabolism compared to the people who didn't do, didn't do as much. So if you want to keep your brain young and happy, you got to exercise. So what else does it do? Improves coordination. It improves bone density by increasing circulation to the muscles. And did you know that 50% of the women over 65 who fall will never walk again. Oh boy. Okay. So improves complexion. Gotta love that rosy glow. Aids detoxification through the kidneys, the liver, and through the skin by perspiration. Aids digestion. Fights stress. Stress, anxiety, depression, whatever. There's so many compounds that are made when you exercise, whether it's dopamine or serotonin or endorphins or endocannabinoids. The runner's high is a thing. You just feel good and life is good. Lowers blood pressure, lowers cancer risk, colon, breast, uterine cancer, unsurpassed, uh, improves energy, actually builds more mitochondria. You know, that little energy factory in each and every one of your cells. So you get more energy. The more energy you expend exercising, the more energy you make. Improves self-esteem, improves sleep, kind of that yin-yang thing. If you exercise more, you're going to sleep better. Uh, reduces triglycerides, gets rid of all those carbs you just ate. Uh, lowers risk of diabetes. It improves quality of life, improves coordination and balance. I could have gone on and on and on, but basically, you know, sitting really is the new smoking. And that was, I think, James Levine from... Um, Mayo Clinic said that it is the new smoking. So you don't want to be sitting all day. And it does aid weight loss. There was the longest study on weight loss maintenance was the National uh, Health Registry. Went on for more than a decade and Penn State has took it over. So it, it really does continue. But they interviewed people who had lost a significant amount of weight to see what they did because they were keeping it off. And maintenance is a difficult thing. So they wanted to know what was working. Three things. Weigh themselves often, you know, so you don't get up one week and magically you're 10 pounds heavier. You're on top of it. Second thing, always aware of food. If you go back to the old way of eating, outcome is expected that the weight's going to come back. But the third thing is they all exercised. So there you have a few reasons why your body loves exercise and why it needs to be a part of your routine if you want to be healthy and live longer, better. Start by moving. Maybe dance into a few songs in the morning, walking around the block, doing a little leg lifts. Just do it. As Nike says, don't think about it or you're going to think, I'm too tired. I don't have enough time. I don't have the right clothes. Somebody will see me. Forget all that. Just move. 
30 minutes is just 2% of your day. Ow, there went my best excuse, gone. 2% of the day, I could give my body that much. So if you need a little help, accountability, guidance, join me tomorrow morning in my 28-day program. Get more fit, less stress, lose those extra pounds that need to go. Thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen again or to other shows on my website. Wherever you listen to podcasts, it'll be there too. Have a great day. And remember, 30 minutes is only 2% of your day. So at the very least, do 1%, 15 minutes. It'll be better.